Good morning, everyone. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, that praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus with every spiritual blessing. And so if you are in Christ this morning, and I trust you are, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. And that is just one reason why we should praise God this morning. And we invite you to do that with us as we sing the doxology this morning. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Would you please stand with us as we give God praise this morning from grateful hearts. No. 
may be seated. Let's give a hand for our youth praise team. Isn't that great? <laughs> Terrific. Great job, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to begin our service today with a baby dedication. And uh, we thank the Lord for this opportunity. Before I do that, though, I just want to make a special announcement. One of our young men, uh, Anton Smith, he was married some time ago, as you know. And he and his wife, Shanique, gave birth to a baby girl last Tuesday, Grace Sky Smith. Sky is spelled with an E on the end, S-K-Y-E. So let's thank God for that and continue to pray for <laughs> Anton and Shanique. All right, it is our joy and privilege today to dedicate one little special gift to the McCoy family. Harcourt and Clementra. And we're going to ask them to come up at this time, if you don't mind. And anyone who's here standing with them, you can stand at this time. Let me read a scripture as they come up. I'm going to read from Psalm 128. This is a little special occasion for me too, because I've sort of been involved with Harcourt and um, Clementra since before they were married. So this is a special joy. I'm going to read Psalm 128. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shall thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the side of thine house. Thy children like olive plants around thy table. Listen, that's a beautiful picture. It really is. And I enjoy that even with my own kids right now. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that fears the Lord. This is a blessing for the man and the wife, of course, who fears the Lord, to have their children around their table like an olive plant. The Lord shall, again, if we had time, we'd talk about the meaning and the symbol of an olive plant in the Bible, place of blessing, of anointing, of empowerment, of joy, and all kinds of things. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. That's a great hope there, to see your children's children. That's where I am, by the way. Uh, at that time. So this is a special joy to focus upon God's gift to this couple, Harcourt and Clementia. Little one, the name is Hadasha Kimberly McCoy. Now, you know, we like to find the meaning of these words. You all sort of combined your names, right? Trying to get this name? Hadasha is just her name. Okay. All right. Hadasha Kimberly McCoy. Hadasha, we found, is from the Hebrew. Actually, the real meaning is a myrtle tree. But you've got to see the connection here. It's also the name of Queen Esther. The Hebrew name for Queen Esther is Hadasha. And the reason why they say it is because the myrtle tree is a very colorful, beautiful plant. It sort of stands out from all the others. It's something that stands out. It's a beautiful, ornamental plant. And 
It's a beautiful thing. That's the idea here. And they believe that's why it was given to Queen Esther as her special name. So it means a, we see a spiritual characteristic here of a joyful demeanor, a person who is always exhibiting joy. So the life verse that we've chosen is Psalm 32:11. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones, and shout for joy, all you who are upright in heart. The middle name, Kimberly, is from the Old English. The basic root meaning is royalty. Actually, it has to do with a royal forest, a royal uh, a place where there's a lot of plants and everything. So both of these names have a connection to a beautiful tree. Royalty, spiritual characteristic we suggest is one who worships God. And that's because of what Peter says in 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a Trojan race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's the spiritual characteristic for royalty, the name Kimberly. Hadassah Kimberly. My holder. She's not gonna. She looks she's sound asleep. Would you stand with me then, please, as we Dedicate Hadassah Kimberly McCoy. Boy, she's sleeping peacefully. Our Father, what a joy it is to be able to be here today and to hold this precious gift that you've given to Harcourt Clementia. And we thank you for that. And we thank you, Father, that they do receive this little one as a precious gift from you, a heritage that you have entrusted them with for your glory and their enjoyment. Lord, we pray for them. We pray that you might empower them with all that is needed to bring this little one up in the fear and the instruction of the Lord. We pray for wisdom. We pray for patience. We pray for health. We pray for understanding. We pray for patience on their part. But above all, we pray that they might hold close to you and demonstrate before this little one Christ-likeness in all that they do and all that they say. May they demonstrate to her from the very beginning of her life that they treasure her as a precious gift from you and will treat her accordingly. We pray that as a result of that, our Father, because of their commitment to you, that little Hadassah Kimberly will at a very early age come to place faith in Jesus Christ and she might truly show the joy of Christ in her life and she might be a true worshiper of the triune God. So with joy now and great pleasure, we dedicate to you Hadassah Kimberly McCoy in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And all of God's people said, thank you. You may be seated. And she's sound as she's almost snoring. She's like snoring. Reminds me, the little one is sleeping, so Clementia said, that's perfect for my last one.
Good morning. We'd like to welcome you to our youth service this morning, but we want to get started in a word of prayer. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to come here and to worship you, our great God. And Father, we recognize in one that that is why we should be here to worship you. Father, I pray this morning that you remove all distractions from our minds and our hearts, that Father, that we would just focus on you and you alone. And recognize today as we come together, Father, this is what life is to be about, to be about genuinely worshiping you at all times. And Father, I just pray that you continue to be with our services more, and I pray for our teens that they share testimonies of their various trips this summer. I pray that you give them boldness and peace, Father, that you give them the words to say. And we just thank and we praise you for all you've done. And Father, we just pray again this morning that you would get all the honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning again, everyone. Can you say, I will bless the Lord at all times? His praise will continually be in my mouth. I trust you can do that this morning. Would you please stand with us as we give God praise, regardless of the seasons of life that we're going through, that we can say with the psalmist David, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let's praise him this morning. All the ladies, all the children, would you begin? Blessed be your name.
applaud the Lord this morning. His name is forever blessed. And he has the name above all names. Let's bless that name this morning. The name of Jesus. The name above all names. Worthy of all praise. My heart will sing how great is our saved. So we praise that name this morning. No other gods like him. Let's celebrate the fact that he is the one and only God. And we will bow to none other but him. We will worship none other than God, our Father, our Savior. Just repeat after you think.
As the offering is being taken, we are going to watch a highlight video from our summer trips from Vacation Bible School to Sun Power and to um, Camp Bahamas. So um, please um, watch it as the offering is being... But first of all, before we look at that, I would just want to thank... And we can just clap for those and, and thank those who did help with our Vacation Bible School because I think that we have to recognize without them, we would have no Vacation Bible School. Let's give them a hand. And now the video. Thank you. All right. Hey, we're back here on uh, Sunflower TV. 
and I'm here with uh, Janika Pierce, and uh, she is one of the group leaders for this trip this week. Hey, Janika, how are you doing? I'm good. Good. How was breakfast today? It was really good. Wonderful. So, uh, what are you looking forward to with Sunflower this week? Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the concert and. The missions project sounds fun too, so we're looking forward to that. Right, and you have an idea of what we're going to do for missions? Well, I heard that we're just going to be handing out flyers, <laughs> but I think that's good. Like Lots of hard work. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but you know, the sun and everything, I think yeah. that's hard work. <laughs> okay, you know, we're helping to you know, get people out to hear the words. Right. That's important work. Yeah. Craig, walking for editing that video, and I have a confession to make. That when I just was dunking on the rim, the rim was down to about probably eight five or nine foot. So I really didn't dunk on a ten foot rim, but everyone thought I was, you know, dunking on ten foot rim. But you know, I can't jump that high, so really can't jump at all. But anyway, I want to call those teenagers up at this time, um, who will be sharing on those different trips. We have two that are up here now, so the rest will come at this time, um, and I'm gonna. Let the ladies go first, because that's what we like to teach our young men to do, is let ladies go first, so we can let the ladies go first. So I guess I'll show you. Hey, uh, hi. <laughs> to be honest, I when we went to Sunflower, I pretty much just expected to show off and sing and record an album with my friends, but I got much more than I bargained for. I got to learn more about God and how God used music to help people and how we can praise him through music. I would say that my expectations were exceeded. I came back changed and I really do like the new me. I used to do certain things, but I'm not doing those things anymore. I learned that we need to let go and let God. I benefited in my singing and in my spiritual relationship with God. Dan used to sing or hum or play the piano for the bass 
or the tenors, the sopranos, and he used to get me kind of mad because he never did it for the altos. But I'm glad he didn't do it because it really helped me to tune my ears to how I'm supposed to sing it. The highlight of my Son of Power experience would probably be when we went out to eat or when we went shopping. <laughs> God really stretched me that week. I would say that I would stretched, I would stretch music-wise because now I am able to understand what I sing instead of just singing and thinking that I'm doing it for God. Thank you all who helped us go to Sun Power, and I really enjoyed Sun Power. I hope that we can go again next year, except with everyone. Okay. <laughs> uh, at Camp Bahamas, I learned to let God be in control of my life. God speaks to us through his word or through people in our lives. He speaks to me using that small, still, tiny voice in my head when I'm going to do something wrong. Throughout the rest of my life, I will try my best to listen to that small voice in my head because that's God helping me to become a better person. I need to listen to God, not but we need to listen to God and not love our electronics, money, boys, cars, etc. more than we love him. Our enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil will try to knock us to the ground, but train hard and death and Satan will make a sound. Also, obedience is a serious thing. We need to stop looking for excuses excuses not to obey. It's what you say to God, not what you do. I want to have a sturdy, close relationship with God. I want people to see that I am a Christian that loves Christ. I need Christ to live through me and the things I do. From now on, I'll listen to God, pray, spend time in his word, and share what I've learned in that time with my friends and those who don't know Christ. I will always remember these three quotes from Camp Bahamas. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Stop waiting for what you want and stop working with what you got. The enemy dines on what we withhold from God. Real talk. He must increase, I must decrease. John 3.30. Good morning. Um, this year was actually my first year at Camp Bahamas, and I wasn't really expecting it to be that exactly what it was like. I expected me to like go there and pray and do everything I was supposed to do and then have fun at the end. But the whole week, the devils touched me and it made me a better person. And my counselors taught me how, like, how, what am I supposed to do when I get angry? And I'm supposed to give everything, all of my worries and all of my cares to God and he'll take care of it. And the sports were amazing. And even though it rained, we did soccer in the rain. We did baseball in the rain. We just had fun the whole entire week. And I am definitely looking forward to going back there. And anyone that hasn't been, I hope that you get a chance to go and you will have the time of your life. Okay, thank you. Good morning. Um, this is my second year at camp. And I would say Camp Amis is very amazing. It was a great experience for me because before I went, I dealt with anger and the way I treated my friends. And I felt like that I could have lost some of them the way I treated them. But I talked with a few counselors and they helped me through it. And I learned that only by God's grace that he could help me through it. And another thing I like about camp is that um, the games and the praise and worship is really good. You actually feel closer and get closer with God. And this was my second year and I'm definitely going next year. Good morning. 
This summer from July 1st to 6th, six members of Livingstones, four leaders and I attended a youth choir conference held in Orlando, Florida. I was expecting a time full of fun, learning, training my gift, and getting to know the members in our group outside of the church medium. Beyond the usual Friday night youth group and practice, Sunday school and church. We worked together and handled and handed out flyers for a local church for their VBS, going from door to door. At Sun Power, it was my expectation to sing in a large choir and hear the ringing of voices and learn more about the Bible through the Holy Land experience and Wycliffe Bible translators. My expectations were extremely exceeded. I was reminded of the truth that singing is not just something to fill time in church. Singing is a person's way to personally worship God and be used to minister to and touch people's lives in a deep and meaningful way. At Sun Power, I was able to learn my tenor part better and meet some really great people. I attended a seminar on songwriting directed by a young songwriter who was from Liberty's worship band and learned a few good tips and how to let God lead you to what you are supposed to write. The highlight of my trip was going to Wycliffe Bible Translators. By the way, I'm not just trying to tell you a church answer, um, but Brother Anthony or Nicholas could tell you that that was my favorite part of the trip. It was amazing to see that there are roughly 6,800 plus languages spoken around the world today. Over 1,500 of those are translations in the works. Over 1,275 languages have access to the New Testament in their native tongue. 518 language groups have the entire Bible in their native tongue. While this was all good, there are still over 2,000 languages that, that haven't even been looked at yet. And can you believe that in the language, English language that we speak, there are over 400 plus translations of the same Bible? And around the world, there are still over 2,000 languages that haven't even been looked at yet. This whole experience has opened my eyes to how fortunate we are in ways that we cannot even fathom. We can just go to a store and pick up, pick up a Bible out of a pile of them. But in other parts of the world, the word Bible doesn't even exist. The love of the Lord isn't even passed by word of mouth. I would like to thank anyone who has given towards our trip with your funds, prayers, or just even thoughts. Some of you, we have no idea who you are, but thank you. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees it in secret will himself reward you openly. I know I can speak on behalf of the whole group. Thank you, and we really are looking forward to next year if the Lord sees fit to send us again. Thank you. All right, thank you. Let's give a round of applause again, because we, we don't know how hard it is to come up here and be bold. I want to thank them, and you know, there were many others who went on these trips, and you know, I just want to say a word of prayer for all of those who went on these trips, because you know, as I'm going to share this morning, it is so easy when you come back home to go right back in the same routine that you normally are used to when you come back home from camp or wherever it is. So let's just um, have a word of prayer for all of those who went to camp and Sun Power, that they will continue to be strong in their faith. Father, we thank you again for this morning. We thank you for just 
these young people who have taken a step, Father, that have said this morning that they want to be different, that they want their lives to be made whole for you and different for you. And, and Father, I pray that you would be with them. And Father, I know just how easy it is when you come back home from camp and conferences and everything else just to go right back into the same routine of life. But Father, I pray that you would give them boldness, give them the strength. Father, I pray that they would find accountability from another fellow believer, Father, their age that they could be accountable to. And also us as a church would encourage them. As Father, we know so many times in the church is so much discouragement, but Father, I pray that we would encourage them in their faith. And Father, we would keep them accountable. And Father, this one, as we look into your word, I pray, Father, that it would be nothing that I have to say, Father, and it's all because of what you have to say. Because Father, I know this morning that I have nothing to say at all. It's only through your word and through the grace that you have given me this opportunity to share your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, good morning again. As you can see, we have had a lot of exciting events going on here at Calvary Bible Church for our children and our youth. At the end of June, it started off with BBS, and then we went to Sun Power with Livingstone, and then we went to Camp Bahamas last week, and we also have some who are going to Camp Bahamas this week. We all get excited about events, and at these events, we even make decisions, and we may even feel that we get closer to God during these times. We might say that we want to study God's Word more. We make all these decisions at events, but when we get home, we go right back to the things that we used to do. We get so accustomed to the normal life and normal routine again. It is so easy when things are happening to stay on course for Jesus. It's so easy when we go to Sun Power, when we go to Camp Bahamas, when we go to all these things that our day is planned out. We have devotions in the morning. We have um, praise and worship. We have all these things that's already planned out. Our life is centered around God. But the question is this, isn't our whole life always supposed to be centered around God? Not just when we go to the events, not just when we have vacation Bible school or when we go to Camp Bahamas or go to Sun Power, but our whole daily walk is supposed to be centered around God. But yet, sometimes we think we go on vacation from God. We think that when we come back home, we can just go back into our normal routine, the things that we used to do, and it gets so easy. I know as a teenager, going to camp so many times and throwing a stick in the fire and saying that I'm coming back and I'm going to win people for Christ, and I end up going right back into the same routine of life because my faith was just about the event, not about God changing my life. Isn't the Christian life more than just the event, but a lifestyle that we live for God every day? This morning also, you may be thinking to yourself as an adult, we are the same way. We have a Bible conference. We have a mission conference. And we get so excited and we make these decisions about what we are going to do. But yet, a couple of days later or even, even that afternoon, the, the, the challenge or the commitment that we make goes right out the window. Because we, too, go right back in the same course of life. We go back into our normal routine of life. This morning, we must ask ourselves, are we ready to tell God to burn us up for his glory? Are me and you ready to say, God, whatever it is, I want you to do to me for your glory? 
Every day of our lives, we are in conflict as we go about our normal lives as a believer. If you are not in conflict with this world, then you need to question whether you truly have a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. But the conflict that we experience, it becomes so easy to compromise our walk with Christ. It becomes so easy to compromise our relationship with Jesus Christ. Because of our friends, because of our co-workers, because of our family, and even sometimes of fellow believers, we compromise just to fit in of this world. This morning we want to look at a story that we all have heard over and over again. This is probably one of the stories that we all learned in Sunday school, probably one of the first stories that we've ever heard in our whole lives from the Bible. And we can look at Daniel chapter 3. So if you could look in your Bible to Daniel chapter 3, we can look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you know the problem for me and you is, is that we have heard this story so many times that we probably have become numb to it. That it means absolutely nothing because we just look at it as a story that we always have heard growing up. But this morning we want to look at this story and see the principles in God's word that how these three young men made a difference for God and how they were willing to say, if it takes me to be burnt for you, God, let it be. Daniel chapter 3 starts off and says, King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and his breadth was 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent together the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, and the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, and the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, and magistrates, all the officials of the provinces gathered for the de dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And the herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, every kind of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the burning, fiery furnace. Verse 7, Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. We're going to stop there and look at our first point. The first point is this, to follow Jesus Christ, we must be different. In the context, in Daniel chapter 2, we see that Daniel interprets the dream and just says how God will set up his kingdom. And that was just a couple, and we don't know exactly the you know, time frame, but the, the, as we see now, King Nebuchadnezzar did recognize and say, well, this will come to pass. But he wasn't ready for that yet. So what did he say? I'm going to build this golden image. I'm going to build this image, and I want you, when you hear all the music, I want you to bow down before this image. We see here as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we see that they face a dilemma here. And a dilemma that me and you face every single day of our lives. First of all, they had to guard against their prominence. As we know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were given with Daniel a prominent position. And here it is, they are given the opportunity as the king has already instructed that when you hear this sound, you are to bow down 
So we see that they have to guard against their prominence. Secondly, they had to avoid persecution. The king clearly said that anyone did not say that if you're part of my government team or whoever you are. He said, if anyone, in verse 6, anyone does not bow down, you will be thrown into the fiery furnace. And another one was they had to avoid was peer pressure. And peer pressure is something that I think that as we think about our lives, it's something that we all struggle with. And sometimes we think that it's only because teenagers struggle with peer pressure. But I'm here to tell you this morning, us as adults struggle with peer pressure just as much as teenagers. As me and you, we compromise every day of our lives because we rather please people than to please God. We rather fit in into our our schools, we rather fit into our workplace, we rather fit into our families instead of being uncomfortable for God. We rather compromise everything instead of standing up for God. And let me just say this, it, it, it just as again, as we think of this story, we so many times just, you know, go through this and just think, oh, well, you know, it was great what they did. But there's a real challenge for me and you as we understand, as we look in the New Testament, that we as Christians are to be different. The Apostle Paul tells us clearly that we are to be light in a dark world. We can't understand that because we, we try to fit in so much. And, and God doesn't tell us to come halfway in and halfway out. No, he wants us to be whole. He wants us to be totally different. He wants us to be totally set apart from this world. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego we're faced with these different dilemmas. We look at these dilemmas and we see something that it all boils down to. And it boils down to self. We too many times just contemplate how it will make me feel. Instead of thinking, will this bring glory to God? Jesus never called us to a life of comfort as a follower of him. But he called us to a life of suffering. A life of persecution. Suffering that may result in being thrown into the fiery furnace. Jesus calls us to be people, to be different, to take a stand no matter the consequences, no matter the flack that we will take from people, Jesus calls us to be different, no matter what people are going to say. But yet, me and you, so many times in our lives, we are so concerned of what people are going to say rather than what God says. Too many times we are willing to compromise everything that we believe in the sake of for man and ignore the one that created us for his purpose and his glory. You see, apart from God, we and you have nothing in this life. Apart from him, we are just walking around this earth as, as zombies, as aliens, as, as, as people that not desiring God. But because of his grace and his mercy, he has allowed me and you to be a part of his relationship, to be a part of his family. And the story continues in verse 8, and it says, Therefore, at all times, certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews from whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought to him. So they brought these, these men before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to him, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Verse 15, Now if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music to fall down and worship the image that I have made. Well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into the burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to God, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. The second point we can look at this morning is that following God may require us to stand alone. In our culture today, standing alone is not what we want to do. We want to fit in. We want people to like us. We want to be popular. We want to fit in. We want to be just like everyone else a lot of times. Standing alone for God is not what we would consider in our schools, our workplaces, and even sometimes in our churches the most popular thing to do. But again, if we are going to take a stand for God, we must not compromise our relationship with God just to get applause from man and ignoring and dishonoring God. As we can see in the story, there were so many people that were jealous of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as they went before the king to tell him that these three refused to bow to your statue. In verse 12, they are basically telling the king that they disregard you. They don't even care about you, king. They have, they don't, they're not even worrying about what you have to say. They disregard everything you have said. When you said that the music play, you must bow down. They disregard it. Then we see in, in, in verses 13 to 15, the king was furious. He was mad because these guys had come there and told him, that look, these three guys who you put in this powerful position, this prominent position, they are not even listening to you. They aren't bowing down. They again decided that they was not going to compromise. Shadrach, Meshach, and again, Benigo decided, you know what? We are not going to compromise. It's as if the king said, you know what? I'm going to give you a second chance. Maybe you didn't hear, me, hear the music. Maybe you just, you know, forgot what you were supposed to do. I'm going to give you a second chance chance right now when the music plays you bow down but they decide you know what we are going to stand tall we are going to stand alone it does not matter if the music plays again we are standing for our God and you know we must also remember the story that they could have just bowed down and just not meant anything inside they could have just been outside appearance just to bow down to please everyone but they decide no we're not going to do that because you know what? We are not here to fit in, but we are here to take a stand for our God. As we have sang about this morning, to sing praises to Him. It's just like me and you as we go about our daily walk with Christ. We are given so much opportunities to stand up for Christ. But we are willing to, to compromise just to fit in. We bow down instead of standing up. We rather our friends in schools to, to get to, to, to accept us instead of recognizing that 
The one that we can be accepted of is God himself. The men took the stand against the king. And some, again, may say, well, aren't they disrespecting the authority? Hasn't God put those in authority to watch over us? And this is all true, but God never wants us to compromise his word. God never wants us to compromise our relationship with him no matter what. You see, we must stand for God and his principles and his word no matter what. This is the one thing we can't compromise is our relationship with Christ. And today we live in, in a culture, our Bahamian land today, where this is put to our tests right now as we have many decisions. And we as believers must take a stand as we stand up for these different things. As we, um, I think even in August, as we are talking about you know, homosexuality being accepted and all these things, we must recognize what God's word says and stand on the, all these principles. We must stand up when our decision is not the most popular in the eyes of man. But in God's side, it's the right thing to do. This brings me to my the biggest point this morning. And I think that this is a verse that we overlook every single time that we look at this passage. And I want to look at verse 18. And the third point, it says, following Jesus may mean that we have to get burnt. In verse 16, in the context I want to read, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, your God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. And verse 18, the first three words. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Three very key words that we pass over without even thought. And it says, but if not. If he does not deliver us, we are willing to go in the fire. They know that God is able to deliver them. They know that God can deliver them. But they are saying, you know what? Even if you don't deliver us, we are willing to go through the fire for you. And the question for me in this one is, can we say that as believers in Christ? Are we willing to take the flack that we go through in life for the sake of Christ? Are we willing to suffer for Christ, even if it means going to the fiery furnace? Are me and you willing to do that for him? And it's so sad that today, too many Christians compromise on their relationship with Christ just in order to avoid the fiery furnace. Just in order to avoid persecution. You see, we don't live on this side of the world. We don't live in the persecution that people in China and all these other places live for the sake of Christ. You know, we don't have to probably worry about somebody coming in here and wanting to kill us for us worshiping God today. But there are many places in China that have to go underground, and you know what? They don't care because you know what? They are worshiping a great God. They're worshiping a God that they don't care what people are going to come in there and do because they know they will meet their creator. But yet, we, me and you, we are so easy and we compromise so much just to please people. We are worried about popularity more than we are worried about our creator. You see, God had the power to do a lot of things. He has the power to deliver us from the storms and struggles of life. And he can deliver us from all the pain. But he has a purpose for us to go through it all. We, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, must say that, but if not, or even if he doesn't, we will continue to praise the Lord. 
No matter what we are going through, we must at the end of the day say, I will continue to praise you, God, no matter what. Even if it means going in this fiery furnace, I know you're able, I know you could take me out of it, but you know what? Even if you don't, I will praise you. What a challenging thought. You see, when we go through life difficulty, we must remember that God is sovereign. And in all things, they will work together to bring him glory. But we must be ready to stand up, no matter what the results are. We must be willing to be, go into the fiery furnace for him. But brings us to the last part of our chapter in verse 19. And it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and expression of his face was against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and furnace overheated, the flame of fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his council, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king, he answered and said, But I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like the son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door and the burning fiery friend declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, and the kings, the counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had, n- had not any power over their bodies of those men. Their hair or their heads were not singed, their clothes were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come up upon them. Verse 8, 28. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside. The king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other god who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. The last point is this. Following God may result in others seeing the power of God in times of trouble. You see, when we follow God, no matter what, people will see the power of our great God. They will see God's working power in our lives. It's because of the faith of these three boys that they saw the power of God. And because of this, the king had proclaimed that all must worship the one true God. It is better for us to stand for God and allow others to see that we are genuine about our relationship with God. And let that be what we cherish the most. Our relationship with God, let it be what we cherish the most. That others might see and that they understand that our relationship with God is not just about coming to church, not just about attending camps, not just about Um, doing the weekly um, activities that we have to do. But you know what? It's about being a genuine relationship, being about our lives, being all about what God truly is.
being an example of him. Too many times we are the reason that people don't want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because they see the way we act. But I hope my prayer for us today is that we are ready to go through the fire no matter what. That we are ready to see people come to know Christ because we have taken a stand for God. That people see that me and you are different because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Instead of trying to fit in. We see here that three young men made a difference. Three young men took a stand for God. Three young men was willing to go through the fire for God. So young people, I'm here to tell you that you're never too young to take a stand for God. You're never too young to make a difference for God in your school. No matter what the world may tell you about following Christ may not be the cool thing to do. Let me just tell you this. It's the best thing that you can do. Because apart from Christ, we have no purpose in this life. Apart from Christ, me and you are absolutely nothing. Apart from Christ, we are destined to hell. Apart from Christ, and I know we like to say, well, we worry about the fire and hell, but that's what, apart from Christ, we are separated from God forever. That is the biggest thing when it comes to thinking about heaven or hell, is being separated from God forever. Not just the punishment, because that's the biggest punishment, that we are separated from him. So I challenge you this morning, for those who made these decisions that you went to camp, went to Sun Power, I challenge you this morning, be ready to take a stand for Christ. And recognize that, you know what, no matter what, no matter what comes into life, no matter what people are going to say about me, no matter what persecution, what suffering I have to go through, you know what, I'm going to take a stand no matter what. For us as adults, the same thing applies to us. Because I think sometimes we compromise a lot in our workplaces. We compromise a lot on the streets of Nassau. We compromise a lot when we go into stores in Nassau. As a believer, we are to be different. Let's bring me to my four points of application, and this is it. Following God, we must be different than this world. We must be different than those of this world. Number two, following God will require me to stand up even when it's not the popular thing to do. Standing up for God may not be the popular thing in the eyes of the world, but in God's eyes, it's the greatest thing that you could do. And that's what we are here to please. Number three, we must follow God at all times, no matter when the struggles of life don't go the way that we want it to go. And the last point is this, following God may require you to get burned. We may have to go through the furnace. We may have to go through the fire. But we have a God who is able to deliver us from that. But even if he doesn't, we will give him the praise, the honor, and the glory. I'm going to ask them to just play the video that we have.
us to do, that we are willing, if it takes burning up for him, that we are willing to do that. And I just challenge this one, if you have never placed your faith in Christ, come and talk to one of our elders, come and talk to me, and we could tell you more about this great relationship that we have in Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning, and we thank you for your word. Thank you for the challenge that it is, and Father, even this morning as, you know, looking at this word, Father, I speak to myself as well. As, Father, I know even in my life that there are times that I compromise. And I pray, Father, that I would just not be a hearer of your word as one, but be a doer. That we would all be doers of your word. That we won't compromise just because of prominence or peer pressure or persecution, but that we would recognize that we worship a God that is able to deliver us. 
But even if he doesn't, but even if you don't, we can still praise you and know that we have pursued you and you will, at the end of the day, get all the honor and glory. Father, I pray for us as we leave this place today. Father, I pray that we would continue to remember that we're in your presence, that we could never go away from your presence. Whether we go in the car, wherever we go, that we are always there and that we are to live a lifestyle of worship. I just thank you and I praise you for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.